Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. How are you? Listen, this is this is uh, I'm, I'm trying this now on my computer, going live with you, and we'll see how this is working out. It looks like it's doing okay. Um, I will hopefully be able to read all of your comments today. Uh, it is very, very important that we continue this conversation about what I call the COVIDians, the idea that we've got a government in New Jersey that has basically said to us, even though we know all the evidence, no spread of the virus from our restaurants, no spread of the virus from public gatherings, you are still being told, mask up if you go out, but you can't go out and stay at a restaurant past 10 o'clock. It really is patently absurd. There's no evidence other than negative evidence when it comes to the masks. There's no evidence other than negative evidence when it comes to lockdowns. There's no evidence other than negative evidence. So what do I I mean by negative evidence? It's really, really simple. What I mean by negative, wait, I'm just going to click on the comments here. What I mean by negative evidence is that we know that people are being hurt by lockdowns. People are being killed by lockdowns. We know that in lockdown states and countries, there are excess deaths year over year. You know where there are no excess deaths year over year, 2020 to 2019? Sweden. That's right. Good morning, Denise. How are you? Good morning, Anthony. Uh, yes, I agree, Anthony. The Republicans in Trenton are as bad as the Democrats. Uh, I asked this question earlier of the Republicans on Twitter. If you follow me at Bill Spadia, you'll see that I've been beating up on the Republicans pretty badly because the bottom line is, how do the Republicans in New Jersey, John Bramnick in particular, come out and say that the president of the United States is somehow a threat to democracy by calling for all the legal votes to be counted? I called out Jack Cittarelli, who is the only announced candidate for governor outside of Hirsch Singh. And Hirsch, I don't know if he's filed yet, but he announced on my show yesterday. But uh, the reality is these Republicans, good morning, Jacqueline, they want your support. They want your vote. They want to know that you are... Uh, going to vote for them because Murphy's so bad. Well, it's not enough to think that Murphy is so bad if we don't have an alternative. And I've said this before. Last night, Real Clear Politics changed the call of Pennsylvania for Biden, switched it back to uh, undetermined. Why? Well, actually pretty easy. Uh, because all the votes are not counted. All the legal votes are certainly not counted. And there are dozens and dozens of lawsuits that are pending. So this thing is not over yet. But again, uh, hey, Michelle, don't have a nervous breakdown. It's okay, Michelle. You're going to be fine. Listen, whether Biden ends up the 46th president or President Trump is reelected as the 45th president, our life in New Jersey has got to change. We are living under incredible circumstances with a governor that seems to have no regard for abused kids, no regard for people who are elderly and suffer from all kinds of health complications, no regard for our small business owners, no regard for our 200,000 plus wait staff and kitchen staff in our restaurants that are still unemployed, no regard for truck drivers who can't renew their CDL licenses, all of these things the governor is completely dismissive of you and our middle and working class. And it's not right. Uh, hey, Eileen, yes, thank you. You're, uh, thank you. Um, well, Adina, I would consider, uh, I don't know, let's, let's not use graphic language. But uh, anyway, the point is, uh, hi, Joan. Listen, guys, I will continue to fight for you, as you know. The big concern that I have is that we went from having a discussion over a virus that originated in China. Now, whether it started in a lab and was purposefully released, as some of my more conspiracy theorist conservatives think, um, or it just got out because the protocols weren't as good as ours. Either way, the bottom line is you now have 
a Chinese-funded, as I understand it, project going on in Brazil to create a vaccine. And they had someone have serious complications. We know someone has already died from the vaccine trials. Um, It's too early to give out a vaccine and force it on American children, American families, American workers. I'll tell you who I feel for the most in this whole thing. I mean, outside of the business owners and the restaurants, our healthcare providers, how many school nurses are out there that are going to have to take the vaccine or they won't be allowed back at work? How many small practitioner doctors who visit nursing homes and do God's work taking care of people who are in their 90s and sick as hell and it's just a difficult, challenging job? Uh, they won't be able to do that work unless they take a vaccine. There are, there are unintended consequences on forcing a vaccine on people and uh, we better deal with this. Uh, you're welcome, Joan. Uh, Yes. Uh, sorry, Barb. Are you sure? Am I still freezing? I should be okay now. Uh, Sabrina, yes, I will continue to be a voice for those of you who are suffering under this outrageous and egregious um, tyranny is really what it is from Governor Murphy. Somebody show me how Governor Murphy has the constitutional authority to dictate how you can live and work and interact with your family and your faith. It's, it's not there. The emergency order should have been shot down months ago. The state legislature in Idaho took out all the emergency orders to the point where they sacrificed federal funding because they wanted an end to the emergency. I have a couple of friends who just moved to Idaho. Uh, it's a great state, right? I'm not recommending Idaho. I think you're going to have to have a lot of money to be able to make that work. But the reality is that rich people are leaving the state. Look, I've had a long career, right? I've worked for decades in the real estate business. I've worked for dozens of years in politics. You know, I I know a lot of wealthy people, and I can tell you at least a half a dozen of my good friends have already moved their official residence outside of the state of New Jersey. And what that means is we are not benefiting from the taxes on their income. Guess who takes the hit on that? That's right, the middle and working class. Governor Murphy came out and is literally in his first year and started shifting money around and taking money away from our local districts. What happened then? Well, you saw it. The local districts then had to make up for the loss because they were not strong enough to fight the teachers union on their own and they went and borrowed money. Well, what happens when the local town borrows money and the tax rateables move out? Guess what happens? They end up raising taxes on the rest of us. So this has been a domino effect disaster in our state. It is time to fix New Jersey. How do we do it? First thing is we've got to push back against your fear and ignorance. Coronavirus is not going to kill you unless you're old and sick already. You need to digest that. The mask is not going to save grandma. Grandma's going to be saved if she's got good medical care and an immune system. But guess what? Here's the sad reality or just the reality. We don't live forever. I'm sorry to have to be the one to break it to you. We don't live forever. Some people die old, some people die young, but everybody dies. And the bottom line is, at what point are we gonna accept that our entire society has been shut down by some fantasy that we are gonna, what, live forever? It's crazy. Um, Yeah, Denise, I don't know why you're having issues. Sorry about that. Yes, I agree, take off the mask, it is ridiculous. Um, Phyllis, I guess you don't agree. Okay, Phyllis, well, that's fine. Hey, look, I love when people, disagree and want to chime in, but be respectful. Uh, Alonzo, when Inside Dining started, COVID numbers went up. Well, Alonzo, that's exactly the kind of nonsense, illogical propaganda that feeds a narrative that keeps our restaurants closed. The reality is 
causation and correlation are two different things. The fact that restaurants open and then COVID numbers went up has nothing to do with the fact that people are eating inside a restaurant. It has everything to do with the fact that we went from testing 1,000 people a day to 40,000 people a day. And we now know beyond any reasonable doubt the PCR tests are junk when used this way. How do I know that? I don't, but I can read. And guess who said it? The guy who won the Nobel Prize for inventing the damn test in the beginning. That's right. And the reason is very simple. The PCR test that determines positive or negative for a coronavirus is done in cycles. The higher the number of cycles used to identify the virus in your body, the lower the viral count is in your body. The lower the number of, virus, of, of cycles, the higher the amount of virus. So what does that mean? That means if you take 30, 40, 50 cycles to determine viral, um, uh, if you have the virus in you, <laughs> you're not sick and you're not contagious. You're not spreading it to anybody. And that's what these guys came out and said. Let me refer you to two sites. Uh, the first site, I want you to really take a look at this. It is called The Healthy American. I think it's healthyamerican.org. Yeah. It's thehealthyamerican.org. If you're sick and tired of wearing a mask, if you want to get some help with your business, go get some talking points. There are legal resources there. It's called thehealthyamerican.org. A caller just told me about that, Anthony from Keyport. And thank you, Anthony, if you're also tuning in here. Great resource. You can also go to my website, nj1015.com slash billspadia. I've got a number of articles linking to all kinds of scientific data and legal resources for you if you feel that you are being wronged by this shutdown. And of course you are, right? Thank you, Rob. I have no intention of running for governor in 2021, but there's a reason for that. I truly believe that we need to support a candidate for governor who also understands that you need to support candidates and get candidates elected in the Assembly and the Senate. Most of the legislators are totally useless. For me, I need to stand behind the mic because it is far more than just a race for one statewide office. Even if we elect a new governor in 2021, if we do not change the Republican Party and change the majority in the state house, it's going to be increasingly difficult for anyone to get anything done. So I think our time is coming. I think we've got to bide our time and fight. We need to fight at the ground level first. We need to elect new school board members. We need to retire John Bramnick as assembly minority leader. We need to retire most of the state senators and state assembly members who have sold us out. Guys like Declan O'Scanlan, who have totally sold us out on vaccines and everything else. The guy is just no good when it comes to politics. Same thing with Bramnick. These guys do not have your interest in mind. Let me name a few people who do. Senator Mike Testa. Assemblywoman Serena DeMasso, Assemblyman Eric Peterson, Senator Michael Doherty, those few folks, uh, Assemblyman John DeMeo, same thing. That's about all I can name right now. Think about how far we have fallen that that's it. We have a terrible state of affairs in this state in that there is no effective opposition. So I would say to you, if you live in Westfield in John Bramnick's district, Write someone in. Do not vote to reelect John Bramnick. Um, these guys uh, and uh, and and the rest of them, all of the members of the Assembly and the Senate in districts like that that have been Republican for so long, they have walked away from the basic premise of representative government, and that is listen to your constituents. 
understand that people are starving and dying and losing their homes and it's because of the lockdown it's not because of the virus it's that simple all right uh, yes i agree john but we don't have anybody to remove them yet um yeah i look hey i i have a couple lights on what are you talking about don't worry about the uh the lighting in here this is not hey we're not on television here we're talking it's just me and you um yes michelle the masks are ridiculous it's almost like 1984 right uh okay there is evidence no actually glenn there is no evidence now let me tell you i want to address glenn cole's point uh, Glenn, the reason that I'm broadcasting from home is because I refuse to comply with the absurd corporate regulations that were handed down when the big corporate bureaucrats in New York decided they were going to follow the voluntary orders of our governor. The voluntary orders of our governor. They decided they were going to implement them early and hold everybody to it. And I'm sorry, I'm just not going to play along with the charade of wearing a mask from the front door to the microphone. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's the same reason why I don't go out to eat. I do, however, uh, make sure I'm spending money with my friends who own restaurants, like the Ewing Diner, like my friends at Mediterra, like my friend Gennaro, Casa Gennaro's in Kingston. Uh, we have a lot of friends in the restaurant business. We do an, an enough takeout that I'm hoping it's making up for some of the lack of business that they're getting. But hey, I'm only one guy. One hey, I can only eat so much. Bottom line is, until we get rid of the mask mandates, until we get back to common sense and allow our restaurants to open up 100% without a vaccine, without a vaccine, we're never going to get back to normal. You're going to see at least half the restaurants closed. Um, and uh, you know what? You're right. Uh, this is, uh, oh, I, I lost your comment. I'm sorry. Make that again. Uh, so the point is, Glenn Darty makes a great point. The only reason he put restrictions on the restaurants is he can't really control what you do in your house. Listen to me. He can. If you've got a police department willing to respond to a complaint to the COVID hotline, they'll come and bust up your Thanksgiving dinner. So you got to be careful about it. Through the whole quarantine, we made sure that when my son's friends were over, we put the bikes away. I didn't want to draw any attention because I knew, I knew that these kids had to socialize through it. And you know what? None of them got sick. None of them got sick. Why? Because kids have immune systems. And we have learned from Sweden that 1.8 million children between the ages of 1 and 15, kept going to school and daycare, and not one of them died. We know this doesn't affect kids. Yet, I took my son to the doctor the other day, and by the way, it was the only time during the entire seven months that I've worn a mask. It was so ridiculous. But he got he had his bell rung a couple times in a football game, had to go to the doctor, had a really severe concussion, you know, and you know the drill if you've got kids that play sports. He's out now for two weeks, and... The, the the walking into the doctor's office, of course, I walk in. I had never put a mask on, literally never put it on. So I, I put it on and I walk in. I immediately put it below my nose. Nobody said anything. And uh, it was clear that the doctor herself was so uncomfortable. She came in with the gloves and the shield and the mask. I feel so bad for our healthcare professionals. We are treating the people that are helping us with such disdain and such a dismissive attitude, using them like they're slaves to the rest of us. It's not right. Shame on the governor. Shame on Judy Persicelli for treating our healthcare workers this poorly. Let me tell you something. If you're a nurse, whether you're a school nurse or an ER nurse, I am fighting for you. 
I know how ridiculous this is, and I know you do too. This is a virus like every other virus out there. This one spreads a little faster, but this one is not as deadly. And you build the immunity a lot faster because you could build immunity just by having a common cold. We all know that. You can read the science. Um, I've posted the Great Barrington Declaration that was literally signed by uh, epidemiologists and infectious disease specialists, written by, I should say, at Oxford, Stanford, and Harvard. So you're talking about some of the brightest minds in medicine all saying the same thing. The mask mandates don't work. They actually are dangerous. Saying that lockdowns don't work. They're actually dangerous. Do you really have to look any further than what's going on in Belgium? That's what's going on in in uh, France, in Spain, where the numbers are spiking. Why? Because they've been locked down with the military. It's the same thing happening in London. They, they actually estimate in England that they are adding 100,000 people every day getting infected with coronavirus. So, I mean, think about that for a minute. Your lockdown didn't work. Your universal masking didn't work. What did work? Well, what they did in Sweden worked. And what happened was they got to a level of herd immunity faster than anybody. There's a second wave there. Like everywhere, they've got positive tests, but positive tests are not an indicator of sickness. So again, I'll wrap up with this. i got to go. Um, I just want to see if there are any last comments that I can... Uh, Valderine Silva, don't move out of New Jersey yet. Please dig in with me. We're, we're not done fighting yet. Uh, yes, Barb, the masks should be reserved for the full complement of PPE that are worn by doctors and nurses in a highly concentrated, dangerous setting of either an ER or something like that. It's not for the rest of us to go bowling with a mask on. It's ridiculous. And look, the minute you bought into that, the minute you buy into the fear, this is what I think... If, if it holds true and these numbers stay, I think what cost Donald Trump the election, <laughs> I think it was because he bought into Anthony Fauci's nonsense line about 2.2 million potential deaths. That was never going to happen, but they made you believe it could happen. Donald Trump thought, ooh, I'll buy into that, and then I'll tell people I solved it. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't dismiss the virus as not as deadly as other viruses out there. You can't dismiss it and then say, turn around and say, well, it would have killed 2 million people. Because if that's true and the lockdowns worked, well, then we're all crazy and we're all wrong. But we know they didn't. We have factual evidence from Korea to Japan to Sweden where they did not lock down. Let me repeat, they did not lock down, they did not close all the schools, life went about almost normal, they, they cut down on some of the big events, etc. And guess what? In Japan, in Sweden, in South Korea, life is back to normal. And these are not communist tyrannies, they're quasi-socialist states, certainly Sweden is, but you know what? They have a great healthcare system. And they have sensible people. And Anders Tegnell, who heads up the, uh, who's the chief epidemiologist for the country of Sweden, uh, will tell you the masks are dangerous. I just tweeted out that article that he was quoted in the Financial Times saying exactly that. And herd immunity is a real thing. We've been hearing this for a long time. Guys, I implore you, don't think you're protecting grandma just because you go visit her with the mask on. Don't think if you're vulnerable that you're standing out at the outside farmer's market with a mask on that you're protected. No, you're not. Many of our friends who got coronavirus got it after being locked away at home and literally wiping down their groceries from the home delivery. It's crazy. It's insane behavior. You're going to get it anyway. 99.9% .9 of you are going to be just fine. For those of you who aren't, thank God we have a pretty decent healthcare system in this country where we'll be able to treat the sick. All right, got to go. Uh, hey, thanks for joining me. I have to tell you, I can sit here all day and talk to you guys. So thanks for joining me today. Follow me on Twitter at Bill Spade. 
Media. And my backup, by the way, is I went to that new site, Parlor. I haven't used it yet, but I'm at Bill Spadia on Parlor in case Twitter shuts me down for speaking truth about coronavirus and lockdowns and uh, what I think are, let's just call them, election irregularities in places like, well, I don't know, Philly, Oakland, Detroit. Mm. Anyway, all good. We live to fight another day. I'll see you tomorrow on the show at 6. Have an awesome rest of your day. Hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions or follow-up or any of the websites I mentioned. Uh, at Bill Spadia, follow me. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn.com. Type in my name, Bill Spadia, and request a connection, and I will accept it uh, from anyone. And uh, Unless you don't have a picture. I think that's weird. Put a picture up. All right, guys. Have a great day. I'll see you soon.